I really enjoyed your tribute to Tanya Roberts. Um, I guess there were some movies that we watched as kids or young adults that she was in that are memorable, especially Beastmaster. I do want to remind the listeners, however, that Dar wasn't the hero of Beastmaster. We all know it was Kodo who sacrificed himself valiantly at the end to save the world. Well, pop yourself a beer or a cold libation. I can tell you how I wrote this little thing. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some movie clips of popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations, and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on, contests, and of course you know it's all about games. That's a slowdown, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG. With the other Jason. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Broadcast. I'm your host, Jason. That was Carl Rodriguez at the top of the show. We're going to hear some more from him later on. This episode is just a quickie to, I, I, I guess try to redeem myself in the eyes of the rabid fans of Monty Cook and the Cypher system. So, I think I was pretty fair last episode when I talked about why I didn't like the Cypher system and the problem was mine, not the system's. But at the end, I did mention something about it sells itself as exploration game and then the rules don't support that. So, we'll come back to that later on as I show where I was off base in that comment. I'm going to start off by reading out a forum post. Well, it's not a forum. It's a Discord post from Che Webster of Roleplay Rescue himself. We talked about my episode, and we talked about how I probably overstepped with the exploration aspect, as I mentioned earlier. And Che posted this comment on Discord. I think exploration in Cypher relates to the story, because Monty Cook's methodology is role-playing is about telling stories together not exploration in the sense I previously used it, as far as world exploration. I also believe in cipher exploration is a campaign element, and you can't get that from a one-shot. But whatever, you're allowed to be wrong. And then he included a little, one of those smiley faces with a wink on there to show. It's a good nature comment. Now, Che and I are on good terms, I think, and I, I think he has a good point here with the exploration. We're going to talk more about exploration later on. But where did... So I've only played one game to Cypher. How can I talk about exploration doesn't work? Well, to be honest, I got that from looking at some reviews of Cypher and some posts about what's wrong with the system over on RPGnet. There's RPGnet.net. I don't know. The big purple, you know, the big liberal RPG forum online. And so... I went off comments on there, and they were talking about it. And actually, when I go back and read those, I probably misremembered them a little bit, as we're going to hear. So I'll talk a little bit more about exploration after we hear Joe's call. But I want to thank che, thank che for his input, and I, I, I think he has a valid point there. The Because Monty Cook, apparently in his book, The Best Game Ever, talks about telling stories together as opposed to players experience in the story the GM tells. And I think there's a lot to that. And I'm a big fan of that. That 
you know, where everybody's working together. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know, I'll set up a dilemma or set up a scenario, and then the story is wherever the characters take it to, and the players really are the driving force. So I, I'm, I fully su support that theory. But in addition to that Discord post, there were also some other comments people called in. So let's go to the phones. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke by your spouse, but the operator screaming is coming from inside the house. Dude, you're not into resource management? I think you need to turn in your OSR card then, man. <laughs> No, but yeah, I mean, I guess Cypher is kind of resource management, but so is keeping track of your arrows if you got a bow and arrow or any of that stuff. Personally, I really like Cypher. I've run it a few times. I would say from a GM perspective, it is very good for exploration. It's got a lot of really useful tools as well as advice and stuff for running exploration style games. Especially if you're playing Numenera is the only uh, system of Cypher that I'm familiar with. So I'm just talking about Numenera when I'm talking about Cypher. But yeah, it's got a bunch of really cool things. Plus the whole idea of the Cyphers themselves. These little one-shot magic items totally rule till they go away. Peace out. Okay, that was Joe Richter of the Wheeler Woe and Hindsightless podcast. Thank you so much for the call, Joe. I really appreciate it. And yeah, from doing further research, which I should have done before I did the first episode, did the last episode. Yes, it appears that you get experience for exploring, not necessarily for combat. So I guess the, and going back and rereading the comments on the, in the threads that I had looked at a while back, I guess the complaint really isn't so much that the game doesn't give experience for exploration, it's the mechanics don't really support it as in your character builds and all your things, they talk about, you know, really emphasize the combat part not the exploration part so it's i i don't know I, I haven't played it so i'm willing to admit that i don't know what i'm talking about here and i will defer to joe but what i will say here is that as far as the osr goes in resource management he is 100 percent right and, and but i did say last episode that i don't think rpgs and i don't think board games either fall strictly in the Euro game and Ameritrash categories. Some do, but there are a lot of games that cross over those two categories. And in RPGs, we see that a lot. Dungeons & Dragons is a great example. There's a lot of resource management in Dungeons & Dragons, but there's also a lot of randomness and dice rolling. Some RPGs don't have that randomness and dice rolling at all. They're strictly resource management, and some mix the two. And actually, that's a point that Carl Rodriguez is going to pick up on. So let's go to him. Hey, Jason, this is Carl... Responding to your cipher system criticism, you—I guess it's a combination. Then, if you believe it is resource management solely to do cool things, because you can proc certain abilities if you roll a 17 to 20, depending on your build. So yes, you have to—you have your little pools that represent both hit points and abilities to increase chances of doing things, or tip certain talents or abilities 
within those three pools, but you also can roll a natural 20 and cool things will happen. All right, that's my comment. Okay, Carl Rodriguez dropping some knowledge bombs because he's actually played the game. I played one session, but he's actually played the game unlike me. <laughs> so apparently Numenera, you can do cool things by just rolling well in some cases. So that's good to know. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that. So that's my fault. I, I'll admit my experience of the system is reading the quick start rules for Cypher and playing one game. So, you know. But we have another GM who's run the game that has some comments. So... Let's go to John Allen Large of the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast and hear what he has to say. Hey there, Jason. It's Johnny from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your episode about the Cypher system. Very interesting. Um, my exposure to it's fairly limited. I mean, I've run a bit of Numenera. I didn't mind the system too much. I mean, as you rightly say, different things just strike a chord with different people. I mean, I've got to make I'm sort of with you a bit on the resource allocation. It's not really my vibe. You know, anyone else who enjoys it, that's grand, but it's not really for me. Did I enjoy running Numenera, which is my exposure to the Cypher system? Yeah, I ran it once ages ago, ran like a little mini campaign. Once I finished running it though, I put the book back on the shelf and I've not really felt compelled to pick it up since. Now, nothing against the system. It just didn't really strike a chord with me. Anyway... I enjoyed the episode. I hope you're keeping safe. Stay well, and I will catch you soon. Thank you for those comments, John. I don't really think I have anything to say to that, other than I'm curious. You've played a lot of Fate, and you've played a little bit of Numenera. What's your, what is your take? And, of course, this question isn't just for John Allen Large. It's for any, any listener. I'm interested in people's opinions and thoughts on comparing... GM intrusions in Numenera or Cypher system and compels in Fate. And I realize there's some differences there. The GM intrusions do make it easier for GMs to mess with players without guilt because you're offering them that carrot on a stick. You're offering them experience points. Although they let the players refuse to take them. And, and, and Fate's got compels, which, you know. So I'm kind of curious how people think of those two systems compared to each other. I'm also kind of curious for my player or my listeners that don't play Fate or Cipher. So it, just really quickly, the idea of a GM intrusion is a GM intrusion in the Cipher system allows the GM to introduce a complication for players. And they say, well, if you accept this complication, I'll give you an experience point. And you can give a buddy an experience point. And if you don't want to accept this complication, you can pay me an experience point and it won't happen. Right. So they're going across this frozen lake trying to get over to the village on the other side. And the GM says, hey, GM intrusion time. GM intrusion is the ice is going to break. So if you want to accept the ice breaking, I'll give you an XP and you can give your buddy an XP explaining why your buddy gets the XP. Or if you don't want the ice to break, you can pay me an XP and this won't happen. That's a basic GM intrusion. What are the thoughts? Uh, now, what this does do, and, and I do think this is a big plus to the system, is a lot of games have hero points, bennies, Savage Worlds has bennies, you know, things like that. And a lot of times that economy of handing those out is hard for a GM to manage. You know, GMs forget to give them out, or you're trying to get that balance how to do it. And by codifying it with GM intrusions, 
Cypher really makes that easier on the GM, and I think that's a good idea. In fact, I think Cypher does a lot of things to make it easy to run, and I think that's good. Like I say, I enjoyed the game I, I played in it. The system rubs me a little wrong because I'm lazy and don't like resource management, but that said, I think Cypher does a good job on what it's designed to do, and I would definitely play it again. But I am curious on people's thoughts on GM intrusions. So call in with that. Call in with any other comments you may have. I will say now that we're at the end of the episode, in the show notes, I talk about the Monty Cook cult taking me to task. I'm kidding, folks. If you like Cypher, great. And I've said I enjoyed my time playing Cypher, even though the you know the little hairs on the back of my neck stood up a little bit. But that said, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's actually really good for a quick game. I think it gives GMs tons of resources. So I'm not attacking Cypher. I'm not attacking Monty Cook. And for the people that called in or, or weighed in, whether on Discord or whether by messages, I don't think you're rabid members of a cult. That's just me trying to sensationalize the show notes to get people to listen. So please don't feel offended by that. Or if you feel offended, then, you know, maybe I'll continue the myth of the Monty Cook cult and we'll see where that goes. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, if you have comments, you can leave me a message on Anchor. You can email me at nerdsrpgvarietycast at gmail.com. You can attach an audio file to that, and I'll play it on the air. You can message me on Discord, and I'll read your comments out loud. Or, if you figure out a different way to reach me, then you can do that. But next time, we're going to go back into Private Eyes and Film Noir. And I have a special guest who joins me for a conversation about noir films. So, don't miss that. That'll probably be released on Saturday. So, until then, stay safe. And it sounds like Maddie wants me to take him out, so I'm out of here. Whoops, I almost forgot. I need to give credit where credit's due. I want to thank Ray Otis for the clip art. I want to thank TJ Drennan for the music. I want to thank my callers, Joe from Hindsightless and the Wheeler Woe Actual Play Podcast, John from Red Dice Diaries RPG Podcast, Carl Rodriguez, Game Master Extraordinaire, and of course, the comments I read from Che Webster of Roleplay Rescue. Last but not least, I want to thank you, the listener, because without you, I would just be talking to my three dogs. So with that, I'm going to let TJ Drennan play us on out. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Maybe it's your auntie or a joke about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I fail to shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more, bring on the gold. Well, your butcher is a dustman and your moil is quite a tipper, and I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper. Don't look away. Are rising and the world has gone to hell. We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck.